0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Idiot Side Quest. We here are your idiots. It's me, Brandon. Leah. And this week we're kind of doing something a little bit based off of like Netflix's Bandersnatch, the Choose Your Own Story. It's off of a website called ChooseYourStory.com, and we're gonna be uh, playing through one of the stories there called the Necromancer.
1: Yep. And I don't. Well, I mean, for people who don't know, Choose Your Own Stories, like they've they've existed in like books and everything like that for. Forever. And then, of course,
0: video games have pretty much... Most video games that are, like, true RPGs have actual consequences and, like, Like divulging storylines and stuff. Or,
1: like, my favorite. Until Dawn.
0: I've never actually played Until Dawn. But I've seen it enough times to understand. But it's like, you know, you make a choice and it actually affects Affects your story. story, So, I mean, that's one of my biggest pet peeves, just throwing this out there. When I play RPGs and I do something and say maybe I choose one storyline go down it and then if i replay through the the story or the game or something like that and then i do a different path but it leads to the exact same outcome that's shit it's like my number one pet peeve i hate it
1: well you want to know what's funny is i actually katie was hanging out with me last night and i convinced her to play until dawn because mm-hmm. it's just my favorite and i like to watch people play it because i like to see the decisions that she make or that they make yeah. and she literally killed jessica one of the characters Faster than I even knew you could kill her.
0: It was just (laughs) right off the bat. Just like, hey, she's gone.
1: Like, oh, damn. Like, I didn't know she could die this early. Whoops.
0: I'd be interested to play it. I've heard good stories about Until Dawn.
1: I fucking love it, as you know.
0: Maybe that'd be a good game to stream sometime.
1: You should do it. Well, thanks. You should also. Uh,
0: I feel like that'd be a good game to have, like someone like you or someone like be on the show though, or like hang out in the stream and.
1: Oh, uh, dude! I have I'm, like a
0: back and. I'm forth. fucking
1: down. I also, I really want to see. I really want to watch you play this, 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 visage. There we go. Holy shit, visage! Because like, isn't
0: that kind of similar? No, but it's like on a boat or some shit.
1: No, it's kind of no. That's a uh, man of a dan. Ah, that's, uh, that's what yeah, I'm thinking. That's the of. other one. Um. But no, Visage is, it's kind of like, honestly, Loki, it's kind of a rip off of P.T., but you're Mm. such a scaredy cat, it Mm. would be so Mm -mm. fun watching you play that. It's
0: by far the scariest thing I've ever played in my entire life, and I never beat it because it just always scared the shit out of me. (sighs) I love Uh, P.T. If you ever get the chance out there, anyone listening, if you ever get the chance to play P.T., you You don't know what it is, like it's, it's made by Hideo Kojima, and Glamour de Toro is their initial project. It was a playable trailer for what was going to be Silent Hills, and
1: then they never did it. Um, yeah. it's fine. I'm fine. They pulled fine. the plug,
0: Konami, you I'm know, so upset all that about stuff. It. Um, but it was a terrifying demo. It was like 35 minutes of gameplay if you just like breeze I think it's through like 40. it. Yeah, it's it's around there. Uh, I I. Anytime I'd be at, like, 30 minutes, I would be, like, maybe, like, 70% through the game. But that was about the point in which the game just, it, it would get to me.
1: It gets real spooky. I,
0: I couldn't ever do it. I think I got to the red hallway once, and then I was just oh. like, oh, I'm fucked. I can't do this. I, right. I couldn't. So scary. But Thanks, so yeah. Lisa.
1: Anyways, we're we're doing uh, Choose Your Own Story. The one that we're doing, I can't remember if you already said it or not, but it's called The De- Necromancer. Um. Apparently, this story difficult is an 8 out of 8 on the scale, and then the play length is a 7 out of 8, and in the description, it just says, it'll be a while, better grab a Snickers, so I'm not too sure.
0: Hopefully, we can get through Hopefully it all.
1: Hopefully, we can get through it all. And then, maturity level is a 7 out of 8, so, you know, is is going to be R-rated, so just, just keep that in mind, folks. Yeah, so,
0: a lot of reading going to be happening.
1: Yeah, a lot of reading.
0: All right, so let's play Necromancer. Click. All right, so it's definitely a lot of reading. Let's go. I will be your narrator for part one here. Chapter one, Dark Beginnings. Well, you did it again. You slacked off all semester and didn't study for your finals. I feel that. There's no way you're going to pass your nature magic test tomorrow. These things are always killers. You don't even know why you enrolled in that class. You aren't even interested in being a a nature mage. You don't even like those damn outdoors. Oh wait, you know why. It's because you saw a cute witch taking the class, so like a dumbass, you signed up for it. Naturally, the moment you tried to impress her with some sort of cantrip, she laughed at you and said even if she was straight, she wouldn't go for a half-assed hedge wizard like you. Damn. You really should have known better. Half of those witches are lesbians anyway. The whole Mother Earth goddess worship caters to the rug-munching. Oof. Yikes. Oh my god. And (laughs) now it's really going for it. (laughs) And no, there aren't any male witches, and any self-respecting man would call himself a warlock, not a damn witch. Wow, this, this, uh, our narrator here, he's a little rough. Uh,
1: I mean, this, just to put it in perspective, this was written in 2007, so, you know, there might be some problematic as...
0: Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Sigh, like your little sister's Barbie, Barb dolly... Wow, they, they're trying to avoid trying copyright here.
1: real hard. Once,
0: once said, magic is hard. Indeed, sometimes you curse the day your mother passed your magical elven blood onto you. So we're, we're at least a peace elf. That's cool. Cool. Uh, still, you're here now, so you need to make the best out of your life. You're already going to hear it from both of your parents how you've been nothing but a disappointment to the both of them. Damn, this hitting home. Your dad will always do a little more than say that. He's probably personally right up to the university and beat the hell out of you for wasting your hard-earned pillaging money to send you there in the first place. Ugh, you just wish you were good at some kind of magic. You have the ability, you just don't have the focus. There's always been the problem with you. Your sister has it easy. She took after dad. Narrow-minded focus on killing someone with a blunt instrument doesn't take too much effort. Of course, you had to be the one that greater things were expected of. You've tried all the schools, evocations, conjuration, illusion, divination, all of them. You can't excel in any of it. You can only get so far, and then the words and gestures and, well, all of it becomes too fucking confusing for you. (laughs) However, you haven't tried the darker arts. Ooh. Your mom would definitely never approve. Your dad probably wouldn't care. But if you upset your mom, it's a warhammer inside the head. Spoopy, spoopy. In fact, it's illegal to study any of them. They caused too much trouble in the past and nearly destroyed the world at one time. All who are known to even dabble in such arts are immediately taken into custody and executed. I'm starting to think this is uh, Elder Scrolls Four Oblivion, just saying.
1: <laughs> oh my god.
0: You don't think you want to become summoning demons anyway, even the few friendly ones that work on campus are fucking assholes to the nth degree, and you can only imagine how bad the ones who haven't been living among mortals are. However, there is another dark art which you have to admit you've always had a bit of curiosity about. The art in question is necromancy. At this point, you're willing to at least see if you're good at anything. So for shits and giggles, you decide to blow off your test, which you're going to fail anyway, and go see if you can find out more about this outlawed dark art. Though, being a lazy sort, you decide to try the library first. And now we're presented with two options. Go make a trip to the library, or what kind of world is this? A little history. Nah. Nah. We don't need history. It's Elder Scrolls IV Tamriel. Let's go make that trip to the library. Well, let's go.
1: Okay. You want me to read this part? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I'm blind as fuck. This is too small. I need to make it bigger. you need you Oh, no. Yeah.
0: No, no. More more oh my goodness
1: okay even though you're supposed to be a wizard in training you spend as little time as possible in the library if you can help it normally you just check out whatever you need to read for class and leave you have little faith in finding anything substantial or on necromancy there but maybe you can find something that will at least quell this thirst for knowledge on it you realize you're treading on dangerous ground but you have to learn more the library is huge however and you're unsure of where to look It's not like there's a section on necromancy or outlawed magic. Hmm, who'da thunk? But you figure you'll uh, look in the history section first. You glance and browse through the stacks until you pick up a few choice books that look like they might contain something. Sit down in a quiet corner and begin to read. Naturally, you don't learn too much. The history books mainly go about how the Dead War was, important battles, the atrocities of the Lich Lord... The typical stuff you've re- you've read a million times again. Still, you're determined to find something new. You spend hours reading until you realize you spent the day in the library and that's ne- that. It's now nighttime. Oddly, the library is the most empty that it's probably been because finals are over now. One of which you're you're now undoubtedly failed. You think of how stupid you've been to obsess over the outlawed magic art that you are now probably wouldn't be good at anyways. You've only uh, been dwelling on the subject to ignore your own problems that you could have tried to solve yourself instead of fantasizing about being some necromancer. Raising the dead. What good would that do you? Delusions of grandeur. You wouldn't have enough motivation to try to take over the world anyway. (laughs) Dang. Damn, son.
0: We're just getting like... We're beating ourselves up. Are we sure this isn't like just modern millennial humor? Is this guy
1: okay? This
0: guy's just a millennial, dude.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, probably. There was only one person who could truly motivate you, and she's gone. Ooh, who dat? Who is she? Who dat, though? You begin to think about Serena. Oh, Serena. <laughs>
0: Ooh.
1: And, to, and begin to feel sorrow of when you first lost her. You've had enough of death, and you leave the library and in the days and head back home to sleep off this miserable day. You can't escape it, though, even though your your dreams bring death. You dream about Serena. At first, she's alive and vibrant, and then suddenly she dies before your eyes.
0: Time to necromancy that bitch.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's where this is going. I can already tell. Oh, absolutely. Serena, what's up, bitch? We coming for you. (laughs) Then you see her grave with you sobbing over it and shouting how you demand that she not leave you. Then she rises from her grave, and you wake up to come face to face with her. What the fuck? That happened real quick.
0: Hey, it's real. How did We, uh, we do magic in our sleep. We're how, s- instead of sleepwalking, we sleep cast.
1: He didn't even read a necromancy book. How did this happen?
0: He's a natural.
1: Uh, yeah. You, and she's floating near your bed. Okay. Uh, holy shit, you shout and back up against your headboard. Shh. Hush, my love. I'm risking a lot just to be here. She says, looking around as if somebody's going to bust down your door any minute. Serena, what's going on? Isn't this a dream? No, my dear. I assure you that I am very real and I have a message for you. A message? Yes. Embrace death and all the beauty that it has to offer.
0: Oh, hell yeah. She's selling me on something I'm already sold on.
1: Oh, God. You want me to kill myself to join you? Serena laughs a bit. No, silly. You were to become a necromancer and bring the purity of death to the world. Yeehaw! Yeah, right. With my aptitude of magic, I doubt I could raise a mouse skeleton. Man, this guy's just—you need some confidence, dude. Um, you always did lack confidence in yourself. I suppose that's why they sent me here to motivate you one last time. Though I admit, I would have come to see—I would have come to see you anyways. Oh, they? she loves us. Oh, she loves us, even though we're a fucking edgelord. lord. Hell yeah. <laughs> Serena sidesteps your question and continues, look, we haven't haven't much time. Oh, damn.
0: Look at that. That's a trope right there. Yeah,
1: it is. But you have the ability to become the greatest necromancer since the great lich lord who brought the world near to the brink of extinction centuries ago, but you cannot do it alone. At least not yet. You must have allies. There are others that... Others like you on this campus with long practice in the dark arts. Seek them out and take over this college as your first step in your destiny. What? Hold on. You threw your
2: name in the goblet of fire.
1: Hurry. Harry. 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 Um, what? Hold on. What makes you think I want to do all this? Serena floats closer to you and touches your face with a ghostly hand. Hoo-woo. You feel completely calm. Because deep down, it is what you want. You know your thoughts are dominated by death. You even think of me rather than living girls. Oh, God. Oh, boy. I've been dead for years.
0: Oh, no. Oh, no.
1: The very fact that your mind played a part in summoning me here is also proof of your desire.
0: I wonder if she was a witch.
1: Probably. I miss you. (laughs) (laughs) I know you do, but my point is, even before I died, I remember you having an interest in the dark arts. Indeed, it's part of what attracted me to you, but now I must return and you must fulfill your part in this world. Whether you succeed or fail at this endeavor will ultimately be up to you, but I believe you will succeed. Serena then floats a little closer to you and kisses you. Farewell, my love, she says, and then disappears. You're now wide awake and pacing the floor. You've been ambivalent about pursuing this path before. But the more you think about it, and with this visit from Serena, this is the path that you're going to choose. And why not? It's not like you have any better
0: options. (laughs) Wow. Dad's going to be mad. That's going to be mad.
1: No, Dad's not going to care. Mom's going to be mad. Mom's
0: going to be mad. Mom's
1: going to be mad. Which
0: makes Dad mad.
1: Probably. You're going to do it, and though Serena mentioned that there are others like you being on campus, you're damned if you have a clue as to know who they are since you don't really socialize. I feel that. Still, you can think of two people that could get you started, or at least not rat on you, when you start inquiring about necromancy. And then the next day, you take your first steps towards darkness. It looks like there's a little picture of our girl Serena.
0: Yeah, look at that. And
1: we've got two options. Go talk to your creepy conjura- conjuration professor, Mr. Damar, or go talk to the demon, Big Red. Let's talk to the, the demon. Dude,
0: Big Red, fuck you. Let's go. Oh, look at Big Red.
1: Oh, my God. This is literally the Best picture I've ever seen in my life.
0: Oh, man. Should we show? I don't even know if I have it set up to show. Yeah, I don't think you do. He's wearing a fedora and a trench coat. He's petting a poodle, and under it says the words, I wonder what Big Red did back in the Infernal plane." He almost civilized when compared to the rest of his kind. He's still an asshole, though. He's all smoking a big old stogie. Look at him go, man. He's a homie. And he's
1: wearing some badass fucking goggles.
0: Dude, he's ready. Serena's advice might have pointed you in the right direction, but as far as you needing the help of others, you're going to take a pass on that. You don't need anyone else except for yourself. That's the way it's been for a long time, and that's the way it's going to stay. Wow. Edgelord. Yeah. This Check leaves you. Go, man. Yeah, this leaves you to go where various other students have gone, and they want to get something illegal and keep it to themselves. Big Red. Wow, he's like a drug dealer. Ya yeah, boy. Technically, Big Red isn't actually all that big. In fact, for a demon, he's probably on the smaller side. But, like most demons, he likes to think he's very important. Big Red typically hangs around the seedy parts of Nero, but... He also hangs around the parts on campus late at night. His presence in Neuro is barely tolerated, but he's been known to acquire things for high-ranking officials and provide important information that is beneficial to Neuro security. Oddly, for all the mercenary criminal behavior, he's tight-lipped for a demon. He's only willing to tell on someone if he's asked directly and only then for the right price. Given how low profile you are, it's unlikely he's going to ask Uh, about you, let alone what for. Chances are, if anyone does see you with Big Red, they'll think you're just another college student looking to get blazed. Dang.
1: Damn, son.
0: You wait until night and then stalk the campus park area looking for Big Red, but instead he finds you catching you off guard. You know you'd look less guilty if you weren't lurking around like a damn dark elf assassin, haven't seen you around before, but I guess that explains why you're coming after me after finals are over. Most students come and get the answers beforehand, you know. You sell those? Damn. I didn't have to fail my nature test final after all. I could probably fix that too for a price, of course. Maybe, but what I'm looking to get is a little different. Ah, uh, so high, how ex- high exactly? So high exactly? Do you want to get? I think it's supposed to say so. How high exactly do you want to get?
1: No, I think no. I think they did it on purpose. I think they're trying to be clever. I don't think it worked out. Oh though. no.
0: "'No, not that. Well, I'm not selling sex slaves, if that's what you're after. Well, at least not here.' "'No, I'm looking for something different!' He gives you a strange look. "'Okay, what kind of freak are you exactly, then?' "'I'm looking for something on necromancy.' Big Red throws you up against a tree, and then, uh, when you make that remark, and begins to whisper to you in a harsh tone, and you can feel and smell the brimstone emanating from his breath.
2: "'You fucking little mortal peasant!' You trying to get me killed? I don't sell that shit. Get the fuck out of here.
0: He says before throwing you to the ground and walking away.
1: Oh shit. You turned in Rorschach for a second there, man.
0: Now it may be that he's telling the truth, but he may be more worried that you're trying to set him up. You're determined to find out regardless of the consequences. You run back to him, but stay out of his immediate range. Look, I know you're a guy and you can get a hold of things. And I also know you're available for a price. I'm not a spy. I'm not going to rat you out. I'm not working for anyone. I just have a need. He sounds like a narc. He does. We sound do sound like, like a narc. narc. Big Red turns back towards you and walks in your direction. You think he's gonna attack, and you nearly run, but chances are he'd catch you first anyway. You look around in all directions and, speaking in a low tone, "All right, look. Since you're obviously new and not hip to how this works, I'm inclined to believe you're not working for someone.
1: We're not hip.
0: Someone undercover when it's so obviously cluelessly as seemed to be, uh, as you seem to be." At least not to catch the likes of me. Plus, I can sense the darkness around you. It's a neat ability we have. And again, let us tell you who the goody two-shoes are and who they aren't. You s- you don't seem to be either, though, just yet. You seem to be more confused and curious than anything, which is almost as bad. So you can't
2: you help me?
0: It's not that I can't. It's either I should. This isn't selling you some hobgoblin hashish. So you can go get high and wind up naked the next morning with a dwarf in your ass. Uh. Uh, What? Excuse me? You stutter at Big Red's odd scenario outcome. This is serious shit. You've, if word got around I was selling information on the dark arts, let alone books on it, my ass would be strung up and killed. And to have some dumbass college kid fucking around with something as dangerous as that's asking for trouble and you're probably gonna get yourself caught. Which will then lead to possible questions before they kill you, and then link it to me. And I can't let that happen. I'm not gonna get caught. Ha! Heard that one before from people getting busted for less. I don't know. I don't see you as a good risk. And if I did consider the request, my price would be very high. And I don't see you as having that kind of money to spend. Big reds and aisles of your request are actually making you want what he has even more. You know he can help you. In fact, you're beginning to get irritated. Why the hell is he denying you? He's a fucking demon who sells illegal shit. He shouldn't care at all. Who
1: are we, though? Who are we to get mad? You're
0: little narcs. You're desperate for his help. though, so you could tell your outlandish lie. You tell an outlandish lie. Hey, we're just trying to get back with our dead girlfriend, okay?
1: Okay, man. let Let me fuck my dead girlfriend.
0: Look, my parents are rich. I can get the money for you. Just give me your price and I can get it. It might take me a while, but I'll get it. Oh, you can, huh? All right, I'll play your game. Here's my price. Big Red pulls out a little pen of paper and pencil and writes something down on it, hands it to you. You read the astronomical price while Big Red's face turns into a smug, demonic grin. He probably did that for dramatic effect. There's no way you can pay this, and even if you somehow manage to convince your parents to give you the money to support your grossly illegal studies in necromancy, you're not going to let it stop you, though. Wow, that is high. Okay. I can get this, but it'll take me a few days. You say, feigning a mixture of shock but calmness, too. Big Red himself looks surprised that you agree. He begins to write down something on his pad again and gives it to you. Well, all right, money bags, We got a deal. You come meet me at this time and location in a week. If you ain't there, then you could forget about coming to see me for anything else ever again. If you come and you don't have the money, well, I don't think I need to stress about how bad that would be. So my advice is if you don't have it, don't show. Us. See ya. Hey, wait. You said you could fix my grade, too. You suddenly remember. Don't you think you've spent enough money tonight? Alright, then maybe you are made of gold after all So what's the class? Nature magic Ah, yeah, you said that Yeah, it's definitely doable Mainly because the professor is The professor is I just need to slip the deviled ham and
2: oh ho, 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 ho. I just need to slip the deviled ham into her And she's willing to pass anybody
0: But I thought she what was a lesbian
2: <laughs> Not when it comes to Big Red It ain't just a name, you know Alright, my price for the task is 200 gold pieces. Normally I might charge less, but hey, you've got the money, right? Indeed. You don't have much
0: now after forking it over to Big Red. You were hoping the gold you brought was going to go towards a necromatic tome, but instead it's going to cheating. Thanks. And as appreciation for your generous business tonight, I think I'll go take care of that great situation of yours right now. If I'm lucky, maybe she'll have one of those little elven bitches with her. <laughs> As Big Red leaves you, you head back to your apartment to scheme for the rest of the week. You go through a wide variety of emotions, fear, anger, desire, question mark, anxiety, obsession, etc. None of it really means anything, though, since you really don't have too much in the way of choices now. You're either going to have to kill Big Red when you go to meet him.
1: Oh, we're not going we to. Or just forget we
0: about this necromancy stuff and go home for vacation.
1: Wait, what the fuck? So
0: our two choices now are we kill Big Red or we go home. Wait, so. On one hand, we try to kill the demon, but on the other hand, we're probably going to die.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't or think,
0: receive a curse.
1: I don't think we can kill a demon. I Like,
0: yeah, but if we go home, we're just bitching out. It's smarter to go home, though.
1: It is smarter to go home. So we're gonna kill Big Red?
0: <laughs> shit, let me think here. We probably hmm hmm go home for vacation or kill Big Red. This is tough.
1: Well, like I feel like if we go home, Big Red's gonna he- catch up to us anyway. He's, he's
0: fucking best. Maybe we go talk to mom.
1: Yeah. Let's go
0: talk to the fam, bam. Yeah. Let's go home. We can we can resolve some shit all right so we choose to go home
1: once again you have your second thoughts that you can't do this you can't become a necromancer and it's not going to make your life any easier and it's only going to make it vastly more difficult you figure out your mediocre grades and magic skills you can probably get a job working at a children's parties at children's parties or something after you graduate at least if you make a mistake, it'll be funny and just part of the act. Your mom probably won't be too disappointed since she also works with children and sh- and you give a shit of what your and you give a shit of what your dad thinks. Uh, does that make sense?
0: It's supposed to be like not giving a shit, but okay. Writing's hard.
1: Yeah, that that'll probably be your life. You don't go to meet Big Red, and instead you take the next carriage home to visit your family for, va- for vacation. Your mom is happy to see you and makes the appropriate fuss. Your sister looks okay, and she steps between her uh, duties. In fact, for a while, you don't feel so bad about your life. Sure, it'll be dull and not very glamor- glamorous, but you can deal with it. After a month? We've been here for a month? is <laughs>
0: a hell of a vacation. I thought we were going home for like a weekend uh, party here.
1: After a month of your visit, your dad finally comes back from one of his mercenary jobs. or He's in a typical asshole mood and gives you a bunch of shit as soon as he walks in the door. He belittles you with a few accomplishments you have compared to your sister and, in general, is a dick to you as usual. Thanks, While Dad. Thanks, Dad. While your mom attempts to rein him in, you leave the house and curse your dad. He always spoils <laughs> everything for you. You can't wait for your classes to start again just to get away from this old bastard. Wow, has our dad been home for like seven minutes and we're just already over it? He's like,
0: see ya, I'm going back to school. Take me back to Hogwarts, dad.
1: You almost wish that you'd taken the risk and attempted to kill Big Red and gotten that necromancy book. The powers it must have contained, you know you would have been able to master them. The more you think about this, the more you think that might be what you'll do when classes start again. After two more months of putting up with your family How long is Uh, this break?
0: Actually, it might be like summer vacation.
1: Three months They really
0: they should have like said that it was like summer vacation though.
1: Um two more months of putting up with your family. You're headed back to school. Once again, your feelings have died down again. You're not going to kill Big Red or anything like that. You're going to go to class and struggle as usual. You're going to be less. No, you're going to be less than average. Nobody. You're going to live the rest of your life like a halfling. So
0: we are a halfling,
1: but not for too long. About a week after classes start, something terrible happens in the city of Noro. Portals suddenly open all over the cities, and demons come pouring out. Loud explosions take place, and it's a strange feeling of slowness occurring that occurring to you and most others. You're in class at the time when this chaos begins. It's obviously an attack of some sort, but nobody knows from where or who. Right now, everyone's just trying to escape. Demons run amok through the streets and campus gleefully killing people. Yay! Yay! Demons! Demons! Running while suffering the effects of this aura of slowness is proving very difficult, so you try to stay hidden most of the time. Did they just
0: get everyone, like, stoned? Did they open up the gates and just, like, open up a smoke shop in Colorado? Just, like, Let that vapor shit. Is this in Colorado? Pretty much. That's, That's what the portals went to. That's where the demons came from, man.
1: Demonologists direct this attack. Even you recognize it as a couple or even you recognize as a couple of students you were went to class with. Apparently you weren't the only one with the dark arts on your mind. Eventually you get closer to the city and that's when you see a horde of recently raised corpses lingering around. You think maybe you can make it. The dead aren't known to be fast after all. You make it your run for, for the group of corpses and skeletons and notice a shamble in your direction. Normally, if you weren't slowed, you'd probably make it, but instead you manage to get yourself surrounded and cut off and escape in any direction. In desperation, you cry out for this to stop and wishing that somehow they would stop attacking you. And for a moment, they do. They just stand there obediently. You can't believe it. You just stand there in shock, not taking advantage of the situation. Did you really have a natural gift for necromancy after all? Unfortunately, you'll never know because they quickly resume attacking you and strike you down before moving on as you lie in the street dying from your own wounds. You laugh absurd. You laugh at the absurdity of all of it. Haha, ha, I could have coughed, been the next great lich lord.
0: And dead. We died. So we
1: fucked up. <laughs>
0: so going home, bad. Going home. Okay. Alright, so, uh... Alright,
1: can we, can we go back?
0: I think so. Here. Whoop. We'll just uh, start at killing Big Red, I suppose.
1: Actually, maybe we shouldn't go to Big Red.
0: You thinking about going to the Conjuration Professor? Yeah! But I kind of want to see what happens with Big Red.
1: I think Big Red's going to get us killed no matter
0: what. I don't care, I'm still going to get killed by Big Red. Okay. Let's go kill Big Red. Okay. All right. While all the other students are on their way home for vacation, you're planning a murder. You're in this all the way now. You've decided you can't live as long as you have been. You, must have, you have to take this chance regardless of the consequences, and you're just wondering how the hell are you going to go about killing Big Red. He's not going to be a pushover, and he's probably going to be more than a match for most college students, let alone the one who can barely cast spells com- competently in the first place. Still, you must try. You get one of your oversized backpacks and begin stuffing it with rocks. The only plan you have is when he sees you, when he asks to see the money, you'll tell him you've got it in gemstones, throw it at him to catch it, and then leash a big blast of lightning in his face. After that, you're going to hope for the best. You head down to the location given to you by plan. Big Red. Even though Nero is a prosperous city, it still has its bad parts. Right now, you're walking in one of them. You half expected to get mugged by orcs at any point, and you almost wish your sister was with you.
1: Oh, man. We're
0: a pussy. Yeah, we're big fucking pussies. Eventually, we can this demon. Eventually, get to the location you are already nervous and about all this, and walking through this neighborhood, you just made you more so. However, this dilapidated house you're currently standing in front of looks like it's shown signs of battle recently. The door is smashed open, and there's a whiff of charred f- flesh coming from the broken windows. Hey. <gasps> hey, hey. Hey, you always going there, is ya? Some drunken goblin lying by some trash cans nearby utters. This is big red's house isn't it yep nope his girlfriend lives here well one of them anyway what happened here shit <laughs> you fuck if i know i was passed out most of it but i heard some screams a couple of magic blasts and a <laughs> whole bunch of shit really is big red here don't know i think i heard his voice doesn't sound good either <laughs> Guess it all caught up to him. Here's the red, demon bastard.
1: Pour <laughs> Hope one out they for didn't the homies. Kill
0: his big freaking little girlfriend, though. No, she's sweet. The goblin says, and he takes another drink out of his pocket.
1: Pouring one out for the homies.
0: Nobody came out here to investigate? Yeah, <laughs> dash a good one, boy. Come out here, man. Those major guards like us, poor folks, killing each other. Ain't nobody gonna show up here probably for like a few days. <laughs> yeah, Fucking no good. <laughs> As a goblin wino lapses back in an alcoholic coma, you cautiously enter the house. The house is a wreck, though you get the impression it wasn't a palace to begin with. You look on the floor and see Big Red. You also see him on the walls and even the ceiling. Whoever wanted him dead made sure of it. Of course, this doesn't exactly help you. No, but cool. cool. But you get where you wanted from him. Not knowing what else to do, you begin to search the house. You're not finding too much, but for some reason you sense you aren't completely alone in the house. Someone's still there. You stand completely silent and listen carefully, and then you see a blood trail leading to the bedroom closet. All right. I know someone's in the closet. I can hear the stifled cries. Just come out. I won't hurt you. I just want to know what happened to Big Red and some information, you shout. The closet slowly opens and you see a young human woman crawl out. She's hurt badly, and you don't think you can help her in time. She looks up at you with tears in her eyes. I've got nothing more to give. They've taken everything. I'm dead. I have nothing else. Boo-hoo. Who? came? What's going on? That damn college professor in his dark order. That's who? Mr. Damar. He and Big Red have had dealings for years in forbidden tomes in the dark arts. Well, Mr. Damar said since their business was nearly at an end, he demanded that Big Red just hand over all the rest of his collection violence soon followed. It was horrible what they did. I only lived this long by playing dead, but then I just wanted to crawl in a dark place and die. This bit of information is very interesting. You still have to figure out how it can serve you. What does Mr. Damar have planned? I don't know. Something about restoring the rightful place of those who practice the dark arts. I don't care. He took my whole life away. Maybe it wasn't much, but maybe Big Red was a demon asshole. But I loved him in his way. He loved me. I'll never know. Moo. She cries. You You feel slightly bad about coming here to try and kill Big Red now. This girl's feelings, while mostly, most likely misguided, seem to be genuine. Just providing that even the lowliest of scoundrels can be loved, your mind briefly thinks about Serena before addressing the situation again. Quit thinking about her, you dick. Okay, look, shh, I'm sure Big Red probably did love you. He was a demon, though, so you gotta know he had to put on a show and act tough. Yeah, you're probably right, you're right, I'm sleepy, she says as her eyes start closing. Hold on, before you go to sleep, I need to know something. Big Red was holding a book for me, a book on necromancy. I was coming to pay him and pick it up here. Sounds like Mr. Damar was trying to rip the both of us off and ain't no way of doing business. I mean, to get revenge on the lot of them and kill Big Red. But I'll just need the help of that book, and you don't happen to know where it is, do you? Oh, yeah. It must be the one that Big Red briefly mentioned before they came. I don't know. They searched the house, and maybe they got it. But it was in a small hidden floor safe behind the toilet. Nobody searches behind the toilet, Red used to
2: say. Oh, I love you, Big Red,
0: she says, and then she closes her eyes and stops breathing. Dead. Poor girl. You think as you leave to search the bathroom. You curse as soon as you look behind the toilet and see a small panel open. You're so frustrated you nearly miss the false bottom of the safe. Jackpot. You pry up the false bottom and greedily grab the tome you were looking for. In fact, there are a few other books there too, but you only keep the necromantic ones and destroy the rest as you have no interest in demon summoning and not going to let anyone else use them either. You pour out the rocks in your backpack and place the books inside. You're now ready to go home. Where are you? In your last minute, you peruse, you search the remains of Big Red. And as luck would have it, you find his infamous pad and paper still somewhat intact. You briefly glance through it and make out one of the other addresses. Not too far from here. It could be his real home or maybe just another place he stashed his stuff. Either way, it could be lucrative. Fuck home. Yeah. Fuck home. We're not going home. We're going to the address. Let's go to the mystery address. Ooh. Yikes.
1: Thirsting for more possible knowledge, you head to this new address. This time, you're not in a residential area, more in, more in a warehouse stri- district. Still not safe area, though. When you get to the warehouse, once again, the signs of battle uh, abound. Except this time, it would appear that you arrived in the middle of what's still going on. Don't just stand there. The fucking thing, damn it. Shit, this thing's too fucking tough. We'll summon another... Arrgh. You enter cautiously and see a huge stone golem battling a couple of people in robes. One lies on the floor dead, given the dead imps that also litter the room. They're probably demonologists. Some of Mr. Damar's, no doubt. You stand back and watch the battle from the shadow, staying hidden the whole time while keeping an eye on the battle, you taking out one of your necromantic books and quickly glancing through it. You come across a spell that allows you to cast a bolt of pure negative energy. It seems pretty easy, so you decide to try it. You come out from behind the boxes you were using as cover and blast the golem in the face with the power beam of dark energy. Its head explodes <laughs> into several stone pieces, but it doesn't stop. Such a hit will not automatically kill a creature like this, but a demonologist looks surprised to see you even and even more surprised when you barked orders at them get it now while it's blind take its legs you shout they do exactly what you say and cast super hot blasts at the golem's knees burning it right burning right through them causing the rest of it to collapse and shatter it's definitely dead now Whew! good thing you came along when mr damar sent us to search this address we didn't expect to encounter this golem guard how did he know to send help one of the, the demonologists asked he didn't you say and blast him damn we're a murder hobo fuck hey is or all the other <laughs> hey is all the other manages to utter before you blast him as well you're now left alone in a warehouse with multiple dead bodies as a certain goblin wino once said the mage guard probably won't be coming around here anytime soon you see this as a perfect opportunity to practice some real necromancy we're going dark guys <laughs> oh my god no friend <laughs> stop um you open the page appropriate spell and begin to cast it. Soon one of the dead demonologists began to rise. It doesn't even take you much effort to control them. It's very easy, actually. You've never had such an easy time at any kind of magic before, and this feels so right to you. You summon the second one and the third one. You command them to do various things for you just to see how well you can control, it, uh, control them. It barely takes you any concentration at all. You spend the rest of the night practicing before making a search of the place, which, as it turns out, contains nothing. Damn. But ban porn. But ban, oh wow, I didn't finish that sentence in my mind. But ban pornography writings.
0: Yahoo. Uh,
1: Yowie. Yeah <laughs> you then head up, head to your apartment where you sleep for the entire day. When you wake up, you write a letter to your family saying that you're going to be. What staying- did we do
0: with the summoned bodies?
1: I don't know. Okay. Um, you're going to be staying at neuro for vacation since you have some extracurricular studying sure. Extracurricular (laughs) and a big opportunity could be opening up big opportunity. Sure. You mostly study your necromantic books and absorbing the knowledge within you keep up with local news and the deaths of big red and his girlfriend are barely mentioned and nothing's mentioned of the warehouse. You gather that you're in the clear next week. You get a letter uh, in return from your mom who says she's disappointed that you won't be coming to visit. But sorry, please, Mom. Sorry, Mom. We sorry. But please that you're doing well with your grades in their backup. At least Big Red came through for you on the nature magic thing before he died. What a
0: homie. What poor a, one out, dude.
1: Poor one out. She also mentions how proud she is of you. If only she knew. A month passes and you've almost finished the books you acquired. Damn, I mean, I can imagine they're big books, but a month? that's a long time
0: i mean they're like instruction man it's not like you can just read them you have to practice and
1: Eh, fair 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 you've almost finished the books you acquired and can't really do much uh practicing though which is something you desperately want to do again you know you've got all this power within you yet you can't use it the problem is dead bodies aren't exactly something you can just come across what do you mean what do you mean you can go dead bodies all the Oh, sure, you could go to the graveyard, but that would most likely attract a ton of attention and that most of them are already monitored to be in with anyways. You wonder if you should approach Mr. Demara and ask to join historic order. Well, you typically don't work with groups, but if it gets you some practice, maybe it would be worth joining. Plus, you'd get to fin- you get to find out what's going on with all of that since it seems like something you should worry about. Then again, large groups tend to... Uh, get targeted first. So maybe you should summon some. Try summoning some spirits. It's not like they're as obvious, though. From what you've um read, controlling such incorporeal death dead requires more experience than you have, and you haven't been able
0: to practice a lot. Hmm. Well, on one hand, the Dark Order—they seem like a bunch of idiots. Yeah. But two, dead girlfriend Serena there said that we needed to find some friends. We need our merry band of adventurers. After all, she
1: did say we need to find friends. We need to
0: form the party. But is this the party we want to summon? I don't know.
1: I don't know if I trust or.
0: Oh, hell no. But I mean, worst case, we probably like, you know, learn some shit and overpower him, become Voldemort or something.
1: I Honestly, I think this is a story about Voldemort. But okay, so join, join the Dark Order?
0: I think joining the Dark Order is probably the call. So we've now joined the Dark Order. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, stinky... All right. As they say, there is strength in numbers. You head over to the campus to seek out Mr. Damar. You'll figure out he'll be in his office. You knock and he tells you to come in and shut the door behind you. When you do, he's surprised to see you. Hello, this is a bit of a surprise. You took my class two semesters ago and I wouldn't have thought you'd be on vacation now instead of here. So what brings you to my office? Sorry, wrong voice. You decide to get straight to the point. Mr. Damar, I want to join the Dark Order. I'm skilled in necromancy and I want to learn more. I think I'd make a worthy addition to your class. Mr. DeMar says nothing for a minute and studies you before speaking. I see. How do you know that I'm the head of such an organization? Well, uh, I've heard rumors, that's all you quickly say.
1: I found Big Red's dead girlfriend, what do you mean, dude?
0: Rumors, eh? Such rumors going around about me would be very dangerous to my well-being. Hopefully this isn't a common rumor. You're silent to the statement, as you're unsure of what to say. Mr. DeMar continues for you, though. "'And tell me, if I was head of such an organization, you say I would want you? How is it that you were skilled in the ways of necromancy? How have you managed to train? Did you have access to the dead and possession of necromantic texts? How did you come across such a thing? Well, uh, I don't like to mention this, but I have an ancestor who served under the great lich lord, and a couple of books of his have been in my family's possession for centuries.' Well now, necromantic tomes from the era of the great lich lord himself. I'm impressed. And you say you had an ancestor who served under him, eh? That's even more impressive, considering that the great lich lord eventually grew to loathe anything alive and only associated with the dead.
1: Oh man, he caught us in a lie.
0: That was why he was bringing death to the world in the first place. Such an ancestor would have been undead and unable to have any children. Well, he had him before becoming a dead U.K., but his family would have had to join his fate, and hence would have had no children. He, uh, liked prostitutes, and at oh this point, God, Mr. Damar raises his lying. hands at you. You instantly feel yourself paralyzed, and you can only watch helplessly as he stands up from his desk. Stop. Well, this is amusing watching you squirm. I'm a busy man, and you want to know what I think? I think you recently stole those books from Big Red. I also think you recently killed three of my students in a certain warehouse in your attempts to gain more. You know, I really should have thought about this a little more. Well, I might have considered you as a dark order material if you'd come here and told me the truth. I can't abide by liars, especially someone so poor at it. Such a pity. With those final words, Mr. DeMar causes your heart to explode. You're done. God damn it. I kind of wish it would give us, like, the chance to, like, you know, like, st- lie or don't lie. You know, smaller decisions. Death save. Yeah, you sent scum. Save it. Oh. Oop, we're dead again.
1: We're dead again. Do we want to? We want to try one more round.
0: One more try. One more try. Do you want to continue from that same juncture?
1: I think. I mean, I know if we kill Big or well, we don't even kill Big Red. We get the book. What was what was the option other than joining tomorrow? It was summoning
0: summoning sp- spirits. Let's practicing try practicing necromantic yeah, spirits. Let's try that. Okay.
1: Although I do think probably going to Damar first might work out best for us. But.
0: Probably.
1: Okay. You've been doing pretty well by yourself so far, so you decide to continue that trend. Still, you do wonder what Mr. Damar's Dark Order is up to. Well, not murdering you. I can tell you <laughs> that for sure. Now. During the night, you head out of the city and into the nearby wilderness after checking around to make sure nobody else is around. Soon it happens. You've summoned several ghost figures to your side. The strain to control them is much greater, but you manage. However, you don't want to push your luck. After a few brief commands, you dismiss them. You've satisfied your desires for a while. Another desire. Desires? We just have the desire to raise the dead. Like, we're, we're quirky. Like, we're quirky. It's casual. We're an edgelord. Another month passes, and you're about to go back to your life, more or less. Soon classes will start again, but you have no idea what you'll be uh, taking, and how can you? You're sitting on all this forbidden knowledge that you seem to be extremely good at, while the acceptable magic stuff you can't perform were shit. Doesn't seem fair somehow. Still, you're going to have to at least put up a front of normalcy if you're going to not arouse suspicion. Everybody, you threw your name on the goblet of
2: fire! Right,
1: Harry, did you <laughs> Oh no. You're convinced you were born in the wrong time period. You should have been alive during the, great, the time of the Great Lich Lord. Ah, uh, how exciting those times must have been. But as you soon find out, today's times can be just as exciting.
2: Right? I should have been born in Japan. I'm definitely more Japanese than American. Oh god. Stop talking.
1: Stop talking. I
2: love anime. Oh my
1: god. You
2: want to hear my Japanese? Itadakimasu! Baka! Ha. Arigato!
1: Naruto is Oni-chan. my
2: favorite anime! <laughs> oh, God.
1: Fuck. Okay. Getting back on track. As the first week of classes start to ro- start rolling around, you finally decide on taking some easy something easy and head towards the register offices as a late arrival. As soon as you step out of your apartment building, you hear screams and sounds of battles, explosions, and general sounds of chaos. Portals are opening. God damn it. Hey, we're back at the portals.
0: I don't know. We have knowledge, though. We didn't just sit at home jerking off while our dad pissed us off for three months. We have spirits and summoning power
2: now. Wow. Wow.
1: Portals are opening up all over the city and demons are pouring out, all of them. Amidst the bedlam, you notice a few young wizards directing the demons, demonologists. They have to be a part of the Dark Order and this has to be some kind of plan of theirs to take over the city. You wish you'd join up with them after all but you think perhaps it might not be too late to get in on the action you're about to do so when you feel your whole body going in slow motion apparently you're not the only one but it doesn't seem to be affecting the demons or the dark members
0: Gotta yeah, stop smoking that weed kids yeah it's in colorado portals they're open
1: they must have someone also dab dabbling in temporal magic Practice of forgotten branch of magic that's also illegal and obviously for a good reason. Hey,
0: look, we have knowledge this time. See, we know what's going on now.
1: It would seem that it's time
0: to
2: break my genjutsu. I
1: hate you so much. It would seem that the Dark Order certainly has their shit together as far as the tax is concerned. You're not. Do you mind? Yes. Oh my god.
0: Your sharing gun has no power here, Hitachi-kun.
1: You want to read this, my guy?
0: No, keep going. Sorry.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. You're not going to be deterred, but you know you need to be cautious. You slink back into your apartment building and back into your room. Remembering that your spirit summoning from last month, you decide to try it again. You need defenders, and ghosts are probably going to serve you better for as long as the slow spell lasts. Once again, you succeed, and with your ghostly bodyguards, you march outside like the little shit you are, a little more confident.
0: Hell yeah, we're a pussy.
1: You find that the city (laughs) is one big killing zone. Demons are really running amok and running the streets. A few of them attacked you, but your ghosts protect you. It would appear that they don't see you as an ally.
0: All right, I have one more anime reference. Okay. I immediately, as soon as it says you walk outside, a little more confident. I just think about the Jojo meme going around right now.
2: Oh, so you approach me, Jojo. Jojo poses.
1: Oh, my God. Sensing the need for even more protection, you raise some of the many dead bodies that are now littered in the street. A few of Naro's mage guards attempt to stop you, but you easily defeat them. Are we the baddies? I think we are the baddies. We're
0: killing off the guards of the city.
1: Actually, no. I don't think we're killing them. I think they're already dead from the Dark Order. And we're just raising their bodies.
0: No, like, but see, the Neuro Mage Guards try to stop you. The City Guard tries to stop you and you just go... Okay. You easily defeat them. Okay. We're killing innocent people.
1: Whoops. It's so easy for you. Soon you're commanding so a small easy. army. I'm a natural. And it's barely taking huge. any effort from you at all. Hey, who the hell are you? You're not in the Dark Order, a false uh, voice calls out to you and you turn around to see another necromancer. He's rather nondescript looking and isn't controlling nearly as many dead as you are. Cause I'm a fucking end lord, and I can control ghosts too. I got 200 IQ. I'm, I'm not. I'm what you call an independent. Ice. Oh, God, I hate Jesus us. Christ. I hate us so much. I want to
0: die. I, mean, I like the endings where we die.
1: <laughs> oh, is that right, eh? Well, if you ain't with the Dark Order, you're against us. <laughs> <laughs> You attempt to ask if you can come to some sort of arrangement, but he's not hearing it. He orders his horde to attack you. So much for making allies. He and his troops are going to be faster, even if you outnumber him. So you decide to do something else. You enforce your will upon his advancing horde, and with little effort, you're successful. They stop in their tracks and turn around in his direction. Hey! Stop Stop.
2: that! You can't do that! It's illegal! Shoot her! Or something!
1: Oh my god.
2: (laughs) Now there are two of them!
1: You're on one today. (laughs) You really are.
0: (laughs) I'm just like grabbing references and shouting them. I'm sorry.
1: It's okay. They're funny. But you're on one today, my guy. Stop that. You can't do that. You're supposed to listen to me, he shouts, totally losing his... Cool, not to mention his control. This guy's not as cool as we are. Mm,
2: uh-uh.
1: Instead of trying to regain it, he attempts to blast you with a bolt of negative energy. But at this point, you're well protected by a meat shield of corpses who seem Yeehaw. to be moving faster. The slow spell, it's gone. Or at least it's not affecting you anymore. You smiled wickedly at the enemy and necromancer. Now you show him real power.
2: Uh-oh.
1: not he, he oh stinky. Why do you keep saying I that? I don't
0: know. Logan said it and I can't <laughs> stop saying it.
1: Now you can show him real power. He doesn't get a few inches from his position before he's overwhelmed and killed by your forces. Damn. Besides the effect of the slow spell being gone, you also notice many of the demons are jumping over the city walls or otherwise leaving Noro. You hear demonologists shouting at them to come back. Once again, you shake your head. It would appear that Mr. Damara and the Dark Order didn't have their shit as well together as you thought. Pah! This is what Mister Demar had to work with. I guess I was lucky not to hooked up with such fools. You say as a nearby zombie who didn't answer. <sighs> you march through the city, truly exercising your power for the first time. We're gonna get caught. We're gonna get Doesn't matter. real caught.
0: We're fucking. They beefy might blame dude. all of
1: this on us.
0: Yeah, who gives a fuck? We're powerful.
1: Oh my god! You march through the city, truly exercising your power for the first time. Soon you come across two more necromancers attempting to destroy city hall where the last bastion of resistance resides in the city. An ugly man and a woman. Naturally, it's the ugly guy who calls you over. Hey, Erwin. Glad you- Hey, you're not Erwin. Who are you? I'm the guy who can probably save your ass from this fiasco. You dark orderites call that a takeover? Huh. And I suppose you could have done a better job than woman sneers better job than you're doing bitch (laughs) look at you lost you lost your demonic support and you can't even take out the first citizen that has a weak ass mage guard you retort hey catalina stop fighting we have we got enough problems he says to the woman before addressing you look my name's sebastian and if you want to help out i'm not gonna turn you away because you're right we could use it i'm sure mr omar is having no problem taking care of the dean and other professors that's a full-on
0: takeover huh
1: Hmm. But I'm more concerned with Quail. Who's that? He's the guy that was responsible for that slow spell you were probably feeling the effects of earlier. I don't know what's gone wrong with this spell, but some demonologists came by here a few minutes ago saying the whole east side of campus is fucked up. It's like phasing in and out of existence or something. Oh, man. Someone needs to go check it out or stop it before we're all killed.
0: Hey, go check on Quail or leave the city. Those are the two options. But every time we try to pussy out, it seems like we're getting fucked. So I say we go check on quail.
1: I mean, you're right. But like, I feel like if we lead this thing, yeah, 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 go check on quail.
0: All right. Go check on quail. Ha ha ha. While these dark orderites haven't completely impressed you, you remember that Serena mentioned you would need allies, and that could serve your purpose. From what you can tell, you're a better necromancer than the rest of them, and this city would be an excellent beginning of your career, especially since you don't have any better ideas in mind. You know, that even if this event plays out well for you, you're gonna have a whole shitload of trouble ahead of you, so you better get a few people on your side now, and even if they need to be disposed of later. All right, I'll help out, but I'm not gonna do this for you, or I'm following your orders. I have my own agenda, you say flat out to Sebastian. Before you leave, Catalina speaks to you, uh, revive dead girlfriend.
1: Okay, true, you right. Serena, bitch, we coming.
0: (laughs) So, come a long way from the enchantment class, huh, she says. I thought I recognized you, and yeah, I have. I finally found a branch of magic I'm really good at, you say, finally realizing who she is. Just remember, as good as you are, you aren't the best. We'll see, you retort and leave. (laughs) The march towards university where on the west side of the campus you can see and hear explosions. That must be where Mr. Damar is. You wonder, you'll have to deal with him after you take care of this quail problem. When you get to the east campus, Sebastian was right. You see a whole lot of weird things going on. Nearby plants are growing older and younger before your eyes. Buildings are indeed disappearing and reappearing. It's a mess. You see a small gray building that doesn't seem to be suffering any effects. You bet that's where Quail is. You march over with your horde, only to start feeling very ill. You try to shake off the effects so you can keep control, but it doesn't matter as long as you begin to see your various undead troops go through the weird changes. You watch them either accelerate and rot and disintegrate, or even strange or... Actually, turn back into their living selves until they actually become babies, and then nothing. What the fuck? You're only halfway to the building. You begin to worry that you're gonna suffer the same fate, but manage to get in the gray building, which contains a simple auditorium-like classroom. You must be back on campus. In that m- front of the class, you see a strange man surrounded by a white glow. That must be Quail. This is not the way. You have lost. You may win. It's all so fascinating. He says in an echoed voice. You have no idea what the hell he means. All you know is you need to kill this guy before he fucks everything up, and you have a hard time concentrating still, though. And once again, you begin to feel very sick. That feeling becomes stronger, and you see a grotesque creature pop into existence. They have writhing masses of tentacles, and give off an aura completely hostile and alien. Not even the demons you've had contact with have given off anything like this. You have no time for spells. You'll have to do this the old-fashioned way. You run towards the front of the class where he sits and just narrowly dodge another tentacle beast appearing suddenly in front of you. Stop it! Stop it! You must stop! You tackle Quail, and something completely unexpected and disgusting happens. His bodily, his body literally breaks like fragile glass vase, and all matter of insects and maggots come crawling out, mostly on you. Oh, you yell as you get them all on you.
1: So we're a necromancer, but we're afraid of a few bugs? Yeah. Okay. They're
0: like maggots, man. Completely ignoring anything else. Fortunately for you, whatever you did has stopped the temporal disturbance. The creatures disappear and everything else seems to go back to normal. After stomping on some centipedes, you notice Quail's head was rolling into a corner. Surprisingly, it's still alive. Dope. You have won nothing, his head says before it simply disappears. Okay, dude. You it shake your like own head really at did. all of this. You're just like, hmm, bitch. As much as you've seen during your short time raising the dead, you've never seen anything quite like this. You can't hear any more explosions. You wonder if Mr. Demar's won. You exit the building and begin to walk over to the other side of the campus where the explosions were coming from. You arrive to the burning buildings and ruins of towers. Once again, you see Sebastian. He's sitting outside, holding his head in his hands. He looks like he's sobbing. What the hell is wrong with you, I ask. It's all over. It's all over. What are you talking about? It looks like the city is ours, but for how long? All of our so-called demon allies took off. By the time I got here, Mr. Damar had already been severely wounded, and in his second in command, Trellick had betrayed him. Katrina and I managed to kill Trellick, but Catalina fell in the battle. The Dark Order's over. I don't know what's coming next. We're all in a lot of fucking trouble. Trouble that I wasn't even prepared to handle. I'm not really a leader. Mr. Damar was a leader. Oh man, why did I choose this path? Sebastian is having a complete mental breakdown, and it sickens you. It's unbecoming of a necromancer. Bitch. God. where's mr damar you ask we he's dead in the library good saves me the trouble huh what's going on i'm in charge that's what's going on and i'm not gonna tolerate whimpering weaklings like you and you blast Sebastian with a negative energy due to his face killing him why do we gotta shoot everyone in the fucking face with lightning
1: because we're a murder it's hobo the with an fuck? ego complex like literally we didn't really do much
0: no we showed up like, yep you're in charge
1: like yeah, you, you you can raise some dead, you can, can can control some spirits and whatnot, but like, we didn't really do much.
0: A few months later. Time skip, the neuro incident, as it became known, was a shock to the civilized world. Nobody had anticipated such a thing occurring, despite all the pre- preparations. Certainly not to neuro, given its nearly invincible reputation. You've renamed the city. Aftermath, the Grand Alliance was immediately formed to retake the city, but fortunately for you you weren't the only problem they had. Velix, the demon lord who the Dark Order summoned to help them, soon left Nero during its attack and managed to unite the rest of the demons that felt the need to break their contract with the Dark Order. They turned their attention to the Tulan kingdom. Right now, he's established his own rule, enslaving the population and is most likely planning further conquest, assuming he can keep his own troops from fighting each other long enough. As for you, You've already managed to hold off one Grand Alliance attack quite successfully due to your preparations. The first thing you did was command all the surviving Dark Order members to become necromancers. They're mediocre at best. They might be better if you took more direct hand in training, but, you know, you're too impatient, and you've seen so many other things that need to take care of. You haven't heard from your family. You can only wonder what they think of all of this, and you don't really care.
1: We're a shit.
0: We're a little shithead. While things are somewhat quiet now, that's not going to last. The Grand Alliance will keep attacking, and they may very well overwhelm you in time. You can't just sit in your throne room and prepare for the next attack. You need to be proactive about this threat. But the big problem, though, is you're basically doing all this by yourself. There isn't anyone near your equal, let yeah, alone... you don't
1: want to train people, you, you shithead. Can, you
0: can't trust anyone to handle important things. I know, we're a little shitlord. We're a little presumptuous... Like, cocky-ass.
1: Time management delegate stuff, bitch. <laughs>
0: as much as you loathe thinking about it, you could ally with Velzix. Granted, he's an untrustworthy demon, and you're not fond of the Dark Order for imprisoning him. Oh, and he's not fond of the Dark Order. You've never been a member of the Dark Order, and you may be receptive. You soon send messages to him asking for an alliance. Eventually, you get a response, and it's a positive one. Velzix says he'll meet you in the City of Aftermath. Apparently, he isn't worried about you. When he arrives, he gets right to business. Nice decorations.
2: So you wish to make a deal with me?
0: I've come to propose a pact between us, yes. We have a common enemy. Yes, but what does this pact entail exactly? Simple. We just don't attack one another and we coordinate our attacks to be
2: more effective against the Grand Alliance. And I suppose, while my attention isn't on you, you raise my valuable resources. You build up strength and attack me, eh? I know you. Little necromancer, I see the desire to murder the entire world in your eyes.
1: Never I even respect
2: it. But if you think i have trusted you, you're as brain dead as those corpses you raise.
1: He's right. Wait,
2: you're a fucking demon and you're accusing me of being deceitful? Of course. You better see treachery more than... You know, you, uh, nah, who better to see treachery than one who is an expert at it? But assuming you genuinely mean for us to be best buddies forever and ever... I still don't see what you can do for me in your current state. What do you want about now? I'm saying, as a military power, you're shit. a that's what. You necromancers barely competent enough to hold your defenses in this little necropolis-y rule. That's mostly, you're doing all the work, and while you've got a little power, it still ain't enough to attack anything in a meaningful way.
1: Delegation.
2: You hate the fact that Velzix is right,
0: but you hate it. Even more that he's so damn smug about it. Which makes you wonder why he's called you out here, that fucking Australian demon bitch. Sorry, that's not written. That's just me. In fact, you're starting to prepare yourself for trouble. Alright, And what the hell are you proposing? I propose a merger rather than an alliance. You're proposing that I let you take over
2: Aftermath and I just become your little bitch.
1: Yeah, we are a little bitch. Not
2: exactly how I worded it but if you prefer that designation. No, I don't prefer it. Okay, then how about this? I say you'll last maybe another year tops if you stay walled up in this little city and just let your grand alliance constantly beat down your gates until they succeed. Then assuming you don't die during the final attack, I predict that you live a ragged existence on the run for maybe a couple of years afterwards and at which point you'll end up getting hunted down, killed, hiding in some cave somewhere. And that's what you see? Seen it happen more powerful mortals than you. But it doesn't have to be that way. Droid and me can be more beneficial than you think. You don't think I see the power in you? I would be a very valuable asset in my plan. Your ability to control the dead is very strong. And I quietly, frankly, would be nice to actually have not just troops that aren't fighting amongst themselves, but a great general as well. Think about it. You'll gain more power and you can still break death to thousands and not even have to worry about all the bullshit of ruling. Because, I'm sure you know, it isn't as fun as you thought most of the time. You will prosper. And if you continue to prove yourself worthy and useful. So now we'd have to choose join
0: Velzix or decline his offer. I, frankly, would think being a bitch is a good call.
1: I think being a bitch is a good call in this situation, too. Let's become
0: a bitch and join Velzix.
1: Yeah, although... Okay. Um. Do you want to maybe stop and continue this later on, or just plow through it? Because I don't know how close we are to our dead girlfriend.
0: Uh, we probably got quite a bit. I think there's quite a bit left. Um, I'd say let's read this one because it looks like it's kind of a splash page.
1: Okay. Cool. Velux offer does have some appeal to it. You must admit, but having to answer Velux orders is repugnant to you because we're a fucking edge lord. We're stupid with bitch. The biggest ego I've seen. You feel that you weren't meant to rule you were meant to rule not to follow. Perhaps you could build up a following though while still serving under his rule. There's nothing to say that you have to be loyal. Very well, I'll join you. Belzic smiles. Haha. I knew you'd see the smart thing and do little and smart do
0: Come on, give it your best Australian demon.
1: No, I'm not giving it my best. Come on, best give al- it a shot. No, no, no. It'll no. be
0: entertaining. No, can't. it'll be funny.
1: I don't even think oh, yours- stinky. Stop that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think yours was Australian. Like it was good it was it was good, but I don't think it was. It Australian. was in a place.
0: It was in a place.
1: Oh, I knew you'd see the smart thing to do and do a little necromancer.
0: <laughs> I
2: dig it.
1: I predict this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. You transfer your city over to Velzix, though the majority of your undead are still there. He supplements it its defenses with some of his own demons and the humans that have pledged their servitude to him.
0: Hey, this seems pretty beneficial. Yep.
1: Yeah, We're working
0: with the demon lord.
1: Yeah. So I guess we'll we'll stop here for now, and then we'll just do part two next week.
0: Hey. Great side quest. I'm enjoying the side quest. It's yeah. kind of fun.
1: See? I knew that. I recommended this.
0: Yeah, it's, it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun.
1: Um, summary.
0: Ooh, ooh. There's a save button.
1: Oh, shit. Oh! We haven't noticed that till now. Oh, we,
0: have to, we have to create a login. All right, we'll do that.
1: Okay, yeah, we'll do that. Um... Yeah, my name's Leah and Brandon. We'll see you guys next week. We'll continue the story. Hopefully, we get to meet our dead girlfriend. Like, it's going to be a great time. I'm
0: hoping we sleep with the demon lord, but that's just me. I think our guys too much of a pussy to do it though.
1: Okay, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>